And we welcome in the voice of Houston Cougars basketball. Jeremy Branham joins us now. And Jeremy, good afternoon to you. Congratulations to you and the Cougs. What a great season. Uh, that's not over yet. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, JMO. And congratulations to you and Baylor as well. It's a program that I've admired from far and of course, root for Mac Rhodes. Uh, when he meant it to Houston, was uh, I mean he hired Kelvin Sampson at Houston, so I've been a fan of his and been rooting for uh, for Baylor ever since he got there. And I really appreciate the easy listening on the bump in. I, that got me in the mood, JMO. <laughs> you know, that was just for you. I thought that might fit. So <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate it. Very good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I was going to bring up Mac, uh, who was previously the athletic director at U of H. And, uh, you know, his, his fingerprints are kind of all over both these teams, right? Because uh, he did hire, Cal- hire Calvin Sampson at uh, U of H. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's accurate. I mean, that's the truth. Uh, Mac Rose was there at the press conference with Kelvin Sampson. He went through the process of uh, bringing him into Houston. So, very instrumental. And, I, you know, I think Mac needs, it deserves credit for that, too, because hiring Kelvin Sampson to be the college basketball coach at the University of Houston was not popular at the time. Uh, Five-year show, cla- uh, show clause, as we know, show cause. Uh, spent some time in the NBA. It was uh, it wasn't a popular decision, but to have a little bit of bravado, a little bit of courage to to be able to do that. No, it's going to take a little negative PR, but also to realize that it was the right man for the job. And uh, I'm not sure Kelvin Sampson's the best coach in America, but I'll tell you that seven years ago he was the best coach for the University of Houston. And Jeremy, what about, what about the other coaching news of the day? And that is uh, your Alvin Brooks, Alvin Brooks Jr., uh, heading to his alma mater to be the head coach back at Lamar. Yeah, that was uh, I was that was cool to see. Uh, he he just, I like that he's getting another chance at the head coaching chair. Was the head coach at the University of Houston? You know, in the '90s, when quite frankly you didn't have much of a chance uh, to, to have any success with the outdated facilities. Uh, with no such thing as a development center, not a whole lot of budget in the program. So it really wasn't a fair shot for Alvin Brooks whenever he was the head coach at the University of Houston. So going back to Lamar, where he played, he's in the Lamar Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm really happy for him. He's a, he's a good coach, good mind, recruits the Houston area well, and a really good man, too. So I, I was I was happy to see that news. I'll be sad that he's leaving the University of Houston and everything that he's brought to the table with this program because he is a good Houston recruiter. Uh, but I was really happy for him. What do you know, if anything, about the timing of the announcement? Uh, you you would think they might hold off on that till you know till the Final Four is over. Uh, but sometimes you know that's out of the control of of uh, the coach or or U of H. If I had to if I had to bet, I think that had to, that came from Lamar trying to cash in on you know the yeah. the news of the Final Four. Everybody's excited about the Final Four, right? There's a lot of buzz about it. Uh, there's a lot of buzz about all four teams that are in the final four. So, you know, if you're Lamar and you're trying to build some excitement for the program, maybe sell some season tickets, what better time to, to announce that you're taking an assistant uh, from one of the final four teams. So an assistant who, who was a player there, who was a standout player there. So I, I bet you it was Lamar uh, from their PR perspective, trying to, to build some momentum and some excitement and some buzz to, to their basketball program. And I'll tell you, too, whenever I first saw the news, I was a little – I did wonder that. And I was curious, to, you know, the reaction of whether it was players or coaches or administrators, you know, on the Houston side of things. And all that I've seen, very positive. I think everybody's really happy Alvin Brooks. So I don't think there's any ill feelings towards uh, that news leaking out earlier today. 
Yeah, I, I think you're you're probably exactly right about that. That's another one of the great uh, sidelight stories of this matchup, Baylor and Houston, is uh, your coach Brooks and his son Alvin Brooks the third on the Baylor staff. How about that? Those two guys uh, meeting up, going against each other in the Final Four. Yeah, I don't know if you can you can write up a better story than that, unless like, I guess they were head coach versus head coach. But yeah. I saw the video of them embracing after Baylor beat Arkansas. They were there at the hotel and they gave a big hug to each other. And you know, me being a father, I thought that was that was a really neat moment because you put yourself in those in those shoes a little bit. What would it be like if you were in that spot? You know, this is the, the their mecca, right? This is their world. This is their life. I mean, this is what they do. And to all of a sudden, you know, you have a father and a son that are both assistants on two of the very best programs in entire in the entire country, and they're meeting in the Final Four. I think those 40 minutes for for the Brooks family will be very excruciating. I think it'll be very tough, honestly. Uh, but in three, four, five years, they're going to look back at that moment and realize, and I think they realize it now, just how special it is. Yeah, pretty cool. I think uh, I think we're past the uh, time of the week when they're talking to each other. Co- AB said they, <laughs> they talk every day, but he said after Tuesday this week, they're not talking. They're, they'll wait until after the game on Saturday. And you can understand that, right? Yeah, of course, right? You have to respect the game, too. I mean, there's a certain point where, you know, family is uh, is family, but you keep them at a distance. There's a reason that, you know, there's a lot of players and coaches, maybe not this year, in the COVID year, uh, but like Tom Brady, he had to stay away from Giselle for two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl. So if he can stay away from Giselle, I guess the Brooks uh, father and son are going to have to stay away from each other for a few days. <laughs> you, that's a good analogy. Jeremy, uh, tell us about your team on the floor. What a great season. We've kept an eye on U of H all year. Uh, just a great season. And you heard uh, Coach Tang in the bump back uh, talk about the toughness of the team. To me, that, that's kind of a trademark of a Kelvin Sampson coach team. Uh, what else would you say has led to the great success for, for the Cougars so far this year? You know, they're always a tough out because of that toughness. They're always a difficult team to beat because they're going to lay it all out on the floor for all 40 minutes, and they're going to get after you defensively. Uh, it's just who they are. It's what they preach. It's what they practice. Uh, what's surprising to me is that, you know, other teams know this going in, and still they're able to exert their will on opponents. It's, you know, it's, it shows you how good they are at it. Um, I would say that you know those are the reasons that Kelvin Sampson's has always had success. I think if you were to look at his two Final Four teams, now at Houston and then the one prior to that at Oklahoma, uh, his offenses have been very good. They might not score a ton of points, uh, but their offensive efficiency is good. Their points per possession is good. Uh, you go back to the Oklahoma days when he had Hollis Price, his lead you know, offensive player, very good player. And you look at this Cougar team, it's it's who they are, physical, gritty, rebounding, get after you defensively, but they have very good offensive players. Quentin Grimes, an All-American, you know, co-player of the year in the American Conference, averages 18 points per game. Uh, Dejan Giroux, kind of the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, he can get you into double figures. He'll hand out five, six assists per game. And they have good shooters around them, too, at times. Marcus Sasser can be a bit streaky. He was streaky in a good way against Oregon State in the Elite Eight. He had not been a good three-point shooter in the previous three tournament games. And then down low, you know, Justin Gorham is somebody who can score some points and can step out to the three-point line. Fabian White has been a tremendous story, good offensive player, one of the more winningest players in Houston Cougar basketball history. Tore his ACL nine months ago, but wanted to come back to play in the tournament, wanted to have these moments. And how about that, you know, coming back in nine months, and now he's at the Final Four. 
you know, he can get you some points too. He might not be a hundred percent, but he's got some good touch. He can step out a little bit to the three point line. So uh, just, it's been a, it's been a fun ride and uh, good storylines throughout. And Jeremy, was this a year that uh, do you think coach Sampson and the team, the program was pointing toward as uh, potentially a final four year, you know, a great season or did it uh, just sort of, you know, kind of manifest itself as the year went on? You know how coaches are. They'll, they'll never be truthful about that. But, you know, he knew he had a good team early because he, he's always somebody who's honest about his teams early on. And he's usually um, maybe a little bit, not that he's a pessimist, but he's not going to oversell a team, for instance. He's not going to say a team is good whenever he doesn't think they're going to have you know a good year. Um, I mean, there, there's times, yeah, we're pretty good. There's times where he says, yeah, you know, we're not there yet. But this year, from the from the start of the season, it was yeah. I mean, this, we have a chance to be good. We got a chance to be pretty good. We have a chance to be good. You know, not not great, but good. But he also knows the players that he has and the, the senior leadership that he has. Dejan Giroux has been, you know, just the perfect captain, especially in the second half of the season. He loves Justin Borum. He calls him the ultimate glue guy for this team. Uh, and then Quentin Grimes, while not a senior, he was still a decorated player coming into this season. Um, so it's, it's been a team that there was a lot of expectations there. I don't know if Samson would have ever admitted that at, at the start of the year, but he expected to be a good team. He expected to contend for the American conference title. And then once you get to the tournament, who knows, uh, one of the interesting things is what happened early in the year with Caleb Mills transferring out. He was supposed to be the you know, conference player of the year. He was the preseason American conference player of the year. was supposed to have a huge season, uh, was a little banged up early in the year, only played in a couple of games, left the, game, left the team for personal issues, and then later uh, found out that he was transferring to Florida State. And you know, a lot of people thought that that was going to hurt the Houston ceiling, that that was going to be the reason that they wouldn't make a deep run of the tournament. Maybe you get in, win a couple of games, but it, it diminishes your ceiling. It diminishes your peak. And somehow, some way, the Cougars fed off of that. It established roles in the team. Everybody knew who was doing what. Quentin Grimes really stepped up his game after that. I mean, his shot volume skyrocketed. And when you have a guy shooting 40% from three, you want that. So I, I wouldn't call it addition by subtraction, but somehow it made the team better. Interesting. Final thought, uh, it's an old Southwest Conference uh, matchup, Baylor and Houston. We had the same with Arkansas in the Elite Eight. Uh, what, what do you think about that? Is there any conversation about that? You know, a, a pretty good history between these schools, although not much of it recent history. Yeah, well, us being in the American Conference and you guys being in the Big 12, we'd, we'd be all for a Southwest Conference revival. We would love that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you have anytime you have two programs that have a decorated history, history, well, it might not be recent. I think it adds something to it, right? I mean, there's a lot of Houston alums in the city. There's a lot of Baylor in the city. I'm friends with a bunch of Baylor folks, so I think there's a little extra to it. Sure, I think there's a little bit more, you know, bragging rights. There's a little bit of a rivalry there, although, like you said, not recent. Uh, I think it does add some you know, some buzz to the game, I guess, from, you know, some drama uh, from to the game. You know, we're play-by-play guys. We tell stories. I think it does help the storyline, right? Baylor, Houston, two Texas teams meeting in the Final Four for the first time in history. I mean, it adds some suspense. It, it, it sounds good. Uh, but once you tip, I mean, you have two really good teams. I think that these have been two of the top five teams in the country all year long. I think it's the best semifinal matchup uh, with what's on the other side of the bracket. So, 
I'm just really looking forward to it. I, I've been reading up too much on Baylor. I'm ready for tip-off on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, same here. Exactly. Looking forward to it. And uh, and we're blessed. You and I will both be there. So I will see you Saturday uh, inside Lucas Oil Stadium. And appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Yeah, anytime, J-Mo. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. All right, sounds good. Jeremy Branham, the voice of uh, Houston Cougar basketball.